Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. I'm Lucas Southworth. And I'm John Bishop. And welcome to the Kachat. The only podcast brave enough to ask the question, what's up with cars? This week, we finally done it, guys. Well, I finally done it. I don't mean to brag. And I done did it with him. He did. He did. Uh, I finally watched Cars 2, which, you know, you'd think, they have a Cars podcast, probably seen all the movies, you'd be wrong in fact very wrong i still haven't seen cars 3 and i've only watched about half of the second planes movie i still gotta watch both of those planes movies so we still got some of that to do but on this week's episode i'm gonna give you some of my first impressions and we're just gonna talk about cars 2 for a while all right right off the bat what would you rate it honestly i'd give it maybe like a six and a half or a seven Six and a half or seven. Well, we're going to do our very not fun fact very early today. Ooh, right off the bat. Very not fun fact. Cars 2 got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wah, wah. Uh, Pixar, you done better. You yeah. done better. I mean, it wasn't the best movie, and I've always heard that it is, like, a bad movie, but, like, I think it was overhyped how bad it was. I, I was. I was pleasantly surprised. I think it was bad for Pixar, but... That's a pretty high standard to hold stuff to. Yeah, and a uh, 39% is still better than uh, Batman vs. Superman. And I'm not bitter. Fun fact. He is. Alright, time for our fun fact. Did you know that although it got a 39% Cars 2, that is, on Rotten Tomato, the video game got a 7.5 out of 10 on GameSpot. That's Cars 2, the video game. John really likes Cars 2, the video game. I have yet to play it, but one day. So good. It's so good, and a a good dear friend of mine has stolen it from me and not returned it. If you're listening to this, that's weird, but also give it back. (laughs) Uh, So going into today, I decided to make some predictions about the movie, try to figure out... uh, just from like the the couple of trailers I've seen, what what I know about it from talking about it with John, <clears throat> about things that might happen, and uh, I want to share those with you and see how I did. My first prediction, and probably my easiest prediction, was that there would be at least six Mater misunderstands the cultural differences jokes, and man, we overshot that by a lot. I did a tally, and I think I got about twelve. Yeah, there were a lot, and we didn't count situations in which it could be considered cultural misunderstanding, but was clearly just because he was being a buffoon. Yeah, it was... Oh, gosh. 
the, oftentimes they were funny, but they relied on that one an awful lot. <laughs> In fact, at the end of the movie, or real close to the end, there was a montage of quite a few of them. Yeah, it, it was as if they wanted to be like, hey, did you catch these? Did you catch when uh, he ate the wasabi and thought it was ice cream, or when he went and insulted... Uh, Oh, what's it called when they when they do the the rake and the rock gardening? Is that uh, it? Zen gardening. Zen gardening. They insulted the Zen gardener. Which no, he was he was trying to compliment the man. He, he was. said, "You're doing so good. You got all the leaves, all of them." And keep in mind, we are counting the fact that he thought wasabi was definitely ice cream. We are not counting the fact that he responded to the wasabi not being ice cream by screaming. And in the middle of a presentation, running to a fountain in the middle of the presentation hall and started licking a waterfall. I mean, it was a misunderstanding, but I'm not sure it was a cultural misunderstanding. It's a it's a form of culture, but it's not a different form of culture. That's just a well-known thing you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, man, it sure is. Uh, moving right along, I have here... Mater love interest, and then like five question marks. And yeah, there was one. Holly Shiftwell, at the end of the movie, was like, yeah, I'm his girlfriend. Let's go on a date, Mater. And he was like, no, I'm too busy just sitting here watching my friend race. It was it was more so a, yes, we'll go on a date, but I can't be a super secret agent because I care about this place too much. Yeah, it was, it, it was kind of a mixed message there. Yeah. I predicted there would be a talking boat, and within the first, like, minute of the movie, there was a talking boat. I was really excited. There were very many talking boats Several. throughout the entire movie. Several of them very angry and very armed. Very, very armed, with not only missiles, but also every single one of them, for some reason, was armor-plated, couldn't feel weight on their backside of an entire being. He just hung off of one. And they did not know. And they also have a gigantic electromagnet. Every single one of them. Yeah, there were a lot of electromagnets. They played a lot with that, this movie. Yeah. There was a lot of plot points based on that. I also predicted some returning cast members. I got most of them. But I also predicted that the Rusty's sponsors would be in there. Just because I knew like the Lemons were there. And I was like, oh, they're Rusty. They'll be... They're being like, lightning, please, our, our lemons are getting harassed. But they weren't there. I did not get that Mia and Tia would be back in it, but I thought of them and then I said, no, why would Mia and Tia be in it? But then they were. And uh, I think right now is a, a good time <laughs> to go to our advertisement for today. Ooh. We currently have no paying advertisers, so uh, this episode is not exactly brought to you by, but brought to you by Rusty's. <laughs> Lightning McQueen here, and I use Rusty's medicated bumper ointment. New rear end formula. Nothing soothes a rusty bumper like Rusty's. Ka-chow! That is straight from a movie, I'm pretty sure the first one. Yeah, it's from the first one. He does it very half-heartedly. Rusty's! The only, the only medicated bumper ointment with a new rear end formula that soothes a rusty bumper like Rusty's. I'm just trying to I'm, I can't do it. I can't think of anything else about Rusty's. Okay, just, you, you're just trying to wrap it up. You're, you're sort of circling the well here. If if you want to advertise with us, <laughs> there we go. Feel free to. Uh, just 
tell us what you want us to say, or if you want us to do whatever I just did as badly as I just did it, I could great. do that too. <laughs> Rusty's. All right, now I have a question. Go for it. Did you think there would be that much death? No. Gosh, no. So much death. Not only were there some, like, not certain, but probably deaths where they just sort of blew up a bunch of random cars, but there were, like, several explicit, like, oh, that's one of the good guys, but he's been crushed into a tiny cube and is dead now. It was even a sight gag where they were saying, oh, we caught this spy. He's in this very large could fit an entire car box lifted off the box lid and there was just a tiny little cube of a deceased man yeah i thought he was corpse i thought he was going to be more important to the plot because that he was what opened the movie was like uh calling finn mcmissile to come help him but no he was dead and then bruce campbell's spy character also was explicitly exploded on screen yep he he was beaten his face was, ca- no, the side of his face was caved in. He said he was fine, and then he was tortured for information until he was blown up. Fun fact, according to Rod Redline, Bruce Campbell's character, according to Rod Redline's license plate, he is from Michigan, which Bruce Campbell is actually from. Good Easter egg, Pixar. Good job. Good on you. But yeah, there was a scene where they where they were like thirty cars chasing the guy. They put some oil cans and blew up the whole ramp. That a lot of people died in this children's movie. Yep, and very very in front of you. And I, I expected like one because in one of the earlier episodes, you'll remember I'll be like, I don't think there's been much explicit death in the Cars universe. And John said, Oh no. The bad guy in Cars 2 gets blown up. And I was like, oh, so like one guy. But no, <laughs> very many. And the bad guy doesn't even get blown up either. Does uh, Professor... Oh, no, I already forgot his name. Oh, Professor the... Stereotypical German Man. Oh, the weird car with the monocle? Uh, he just gets arrested. He just gets arrested. Yeah, he gets tased and then arrested. I figured he also would have died with, you know, the boat... That gets blown to smithereens by very, very small bombs on his electromagnet. Weird, not statistically accurate explosion there. Man, that explosion was huge. Yeah, they they like zoomed out for all of, to show like the scale of London and then showed the river just explode into the air. The explosion was as big as Big Bentley. Which they decided to rename for this movie. For whatever reason, but... The same reason they renamed Tokyo. To... Oh, I didn't catch that. Yep, it was T-O-W-Kyo. Well, that's good. Mater should have fit right in there. I don't know why he didn't. Probably because he was shouting at the performance. Oh, or the wasabi. Or the other shouting that he seemed to do throughout the entire movie. He does shout an awful lot. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> but yeah, there were a lot of deaths. More than I expected. And surprisingly, when Mater fired a gap, no, two Gatling guns into an extremely crowded room, it didn't seem to kill anyone. Yeah, I mean, good on him for, you know, not murdering people, but 
that's a pretty low bar to set for our protagonist, which is another thing I want to mention. Going into this, I guess I stupidly assumed that our protagonist would be, you know, Lightning McQueen, but no, this, I think very explicitly the protagonist of Cars 2 is Mater, which I never realized. Yep, it it was a movie based around the charm of a secondary character. Yeah, and I mean, it worked okay, but... I... Just just like a Sharpay's Big Adventure. Oh, everyone's favorite high school musical movie, I know. Yep, exactly. That's That's how you do it. I mean, Lightning was still important, he still had his race, but you, you gotta you gotta say the race was the subplot and Mater was the, the plot. He was the protagonist. Mm-hmm. It was weird. <laughs> it was almost as if there were two different movies that were written and then put together and all of the favor was given to the one about Mater. Alright, so back to <laughs> back to the fact that a bunch of people were dead and kinda mangled in front of you. They they had a lot of kind of horrific things in this movie. The man was crushed and his body was reduced to a very, very tiny, tiny little cube. Mm-hmm. But also, parts were super replaceable. Yeah. We talked about it before, but there, there clearly has to be some sort of distinction between the cars and their parts. Because they straight up, they blew up the engines... Of all but two of the race cars. And yeah. they were all fine. Yeah, they, they all raced like two days later. They're like, oh no, they, my engine blew up two days ago. No, I'll race in Italy. Why Rod, I? Rod Redline even made the comment, I can get a new engine block. But then they exploded the rest of them. So yeah, they, they he, blew him up real bad. Yeah, he can't replace the rest of them. Yeah, I believe the words there were, there won't be anything to replace. Man, there sure wasn't. Yeah, that... The just mangling of people, the explosions of parts within them, and that that good old scene where Mater's trolling the streets and he finds the girl selling headlights. Oh gosh, we're never going to get past that, guys. It's just, I'm sure we've posted a link for you somewhere by now, but you just have to, if you aren't familiar, go find this little scene on YouTube where she doesn't have eyes in the correct spot. She doesn't have anything there. There's nothing inside of her. It's just an empty car with eyes where we assessed the genitals should be. Speaking of which... Yeah, I was about to say, Mater only has one headlight. (laughs) He only has one headlight, so he only has half of either what would be, you know, or one of the two, you know. He's referring to penis and testicles. Yep. If you weren't sure. Which brings me to something interesting. We've talked about the fact that good old Lightning McQueen did not have headlights. Oh, yeah, And as such, was very likely a eunuch. But in this movie, he's got headlights. Yeah, I don't know when or how, but he, he, he has them now. Just think about how much body modification was in this. There was... Uh, the the main villain is constantly having parts replaced. That's his thing. When he video conferences the lemons, he doesn't show his outside because it's all pristine and beautiful. He shows his engine, which is being worked on at that moment. He's having parts replaced 
while video conferencing. Yeah, and he also claimed to have converted himself from a gasoline engine to a uh, electric engine, and everyone was like, oh, cool, yeah, that's a thing that people can do. They Which, like, I would argue, cyborg. Yeah, you already have argued cyborg. Exactly. <laughs> But I feel like just to hammer that cyborg comment home, there was a toy car. There were at least two toy cars yeah, in this movie. There was a toy car that hit Lightning McQueen that was Lightning McQueen. And then there was a drone that came from Finn McMissile, which, is that a child? Hope not. Oh, boy. But there's there's an argument there that he just gave birth in front of us. There's, there's a toy car, and then there's that little drone, which are cars... That are completely electric and have no personality. True. Making me think that converting yourself to a completely electric car would be replacing something organic about you. Making you more robotic. Making you a cyborg. I'm not sure that I'm all the way there, but I gotta say, every time you talk about it, I get closer. So I guess keep trying to get me there. What I want to talk more about are the lemons, though. They're a huge part of this movie. And we've talked about them a little bit in some past episodes. Before that, can we talk a little bit more about just how much body modification Mater goes through? Okay, that's fair. Go for it. He has Gatlin guns placed where you put your headlights. He has jet engines installed where his crane arm is, which... I'm not going to pretend that makes physical sense. He's got, like, a magic, I have to assume, because I don't understand the technology <sighs> thing that transforms him into any disguise he wants. Yep. The, the hologram technology is insane in this movie. Yeah. And even weirder, clearly it wasn't a hologram, because when he was wearing the disguise, he backed up, broke a part of the disguise, which then disappeared. The disguise and the part he broke, and he transformed into other things that had physical characteristics, such as the taco truck, which dropped physical tacos. Yeah, I gotta assume he just was literally transformed into an actual taco truck. Yep. But only for a second. <laughs> it, was, it was very strange. He can transform at will now. He has a an AI intelligence inside of him that he can talk to. That activates these things that don't make physical sense inside of him. He had so many bullets that seemed to just, oh, do nothing but destroy every table that was in that room. And all of the very literal lemons, which, food. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of food in this movie. <laughs> and a lot of motifs about their consumption, because oil, biodegradable oil, gasoline... And we have some answers about uh, if they have to poop and pee and stuff now, because there's a, a bathroom scene where Mayor goes to the bathroom. Talk and gets... about body horror. Man, it was I, I, it was funny, but also really weird. He gets confused by a bidet, and like they have bathrooms, so they have to, you know, use bathrooms. And one of them leaks oil, and it's compared to peeing, and Finn... Finn McMissile has oil slick that can come out of him. Yeah. Which, if we're saying leaking oil is peeing, that oil slick is either pee or poop, which means when he was escaping, he escaped by urinating on the floor and having his enemies slip on it 
And when he was in the water, because he's not only a car, but also a water ski and a submarine. True. He was leaking more oil, meaning he was just peeing or pooping to make it more convincing. I mean, he was just like in the near proximity to an explosion. Maybe he just peed himself, man. Very, very (laughs) true and completely plausible. Oh, Boy, there's just so much. There's also a, a very short little sight gag at, at the at the airport where uh, one of the henchmen goes through an airplane and lands in a larvatory services oh, truck, yeah. and oil just goes everywhere. Yeah, so he it's implied fell in what is tantamount to just defecation and urine. And if we're supposed to assume like, oh, that's gross because it's larvatory, so I guess just. Oil is really gross, but they also drink it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's it's used oil. That okay. is the problem. Yeah, okay. But still, that's if you showed me a puddle of fresh oil and used oil, I would not be able to differentiate them. And another tangent, dinosaurs confirmed. Yeah, they, they explicitly are like, fi- fossil fuels came from dinosaurs, and we know what happened to them is like a line that's in the movie, so... I don't know, I guess guess we were... I don't remember what we said about if dinosaurs existed or not, but they did. They did. I don't know if they were cars, but they were a thing. I like to think they're cars. Yeah, they might have been cars. So, what's the deal with airline food? There was food on the airplane. There was food. There were movies. They were inside of a, what is to us, a human being. They were inside of a human being. They went on a plane, is what he's talking about. Yeah. They go into a plane. They have a movie playing. They have snacks. They're inside of a person. With with Mac, you could argue that Mac puts on a backpack that Lightning McQueen gets inside. With the airplane, you cannot argue that. Yeah, you're right. That is a human being. Well, it's a plane, but I I see what you're... you're, It's a sentient being. (laughs) It is... What we would think of as a human being. Oh, and someone has to pilot it. Someone has to pilot it. Do you want to get into why that is, Lucas? Yeah, we might as well. So, in this movie, they have a nice little, another nice little sight gag for just a second. Where they go through airport security, and it's clearly heightened security. Because they have to take off their wheels to go through. Like, we have to take off our shoes. It's a ha-ha so funny but the thing is if there's heightened airport security the 9-11 probably definitely happened in the cars universe you know that means that they're only using the heightened security on the vehicles that are entering meaning that the vehicles entering can control the plane meaning that one of the cars has to be piloting the plane for that to be even possible Meaning that planes in this universe, at least commercial airlines, are just people that get driven by other people. I mean, maybe they're implying that you can somehow hack it or something and the plane usually flies itself. Because I've got to assume, again, we neither of us are very familiar with the planes movies. But there's a whole series of movies about planes being, you know, sentient beings. So I assume they can fly themselves. But the racing planes in that movie are all very small, non-commercial planes. I, I just gotta assume that they could somehow 
you know, take it over. Or, I don't know. And there's that terrible quote of something along the lines of a car getting inside of another car and driving them. Speaking of driving them, Toe Mater is a tow truck. True. And his bread and butter, as he states, they're the lemons. Yeah. He does not treat the customer that we see him tow twice with any dignity or respect. He scrapes the bottom of him but because he gets excited to see his best friend, Lightning McQueen. And he attaches rockets to himself and just yanks all of the bumpers off of this car later in the film. I don't know that it's because he's a lemon. I hope it's not because he's a lemon. And I'm not sure we actually said who the lemons are before we started talking about this. Uh, the, the, the lemons are the, the antagonists of Cars 2 besides this guy who we've been talking about. Uh, they're this group of cars who have manufacturing defects. Like they, Most of them just can't hold their oil. They can't like drive good, basically. <laughs> like... Uh, lemon is a real term for cars like if you buy it and realize after you buy it uh, it has a manufacturing defect it's a lemon they're like lemon laws uh but yeah there's they're the bad guys but 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 anyway i think it's just another like oh mater's inconsiderate that's a joke mater's inconsiderate sure and sure he would have done that to anyone but Lemons in this film are second-class citizens. Which never gets resolved. It It, really doesn't. It's not like they're like, okay, we should treat lemons better. We realize that. We realize the bad guy has some points. It's just like, oh, we we beat this evil confederation of people who society has abandoned. In fact, the whole thing, like, there are hints that the main bad guy might be this guy who you think of as an electric car. So it's like, oh... The mastermind isn't the lemons. The lemons aren't truly all evil. But you meet one lemon who is a halfway decent guy, and he's just the guy that gets dragged around. Every other evil character is a lemon. Every single one. They're all lemons. And every character who is evil is a lemon. Yeah. There's just no way around it. All the henchmen, everyone, are these... There's no way around saying that they're second-class citizens. They're second-class Around citizens the world. Many times compared to Italians. And that the stereotype of the type of criminals they are, mob bosses, dons. They are dons who get carried around. They are specifically Italian crime lords. The evil people are primarily Italian stereotypes. I'm not saying it was definite, but I'm saying that there is a theme of focus being put on Italians that is very negative. Okay, I'll give you that. I'm not trying to say that the creators hate Italians. I'm just saying that Italians do not get a good light in this movie. That's fair, yeah. Even the race car, who is Italian, is like pretty much a big old... Yeah. (laughs) Oh, here's something from my notes. Apparently the cars have to breathe, which was made explicitly clear twice in the movie. Mater inhaled some knockout gas. And when Finn McMissile becomes like a submarine, he puts on a little breathing mask. They, they have to breathe. They have to breathe, and that's that just weird. 
I don't want to say that changes everything, because, like, it doesn't, but, gosh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. All that being said, let's let's try and backpedal just a slight bit. Back to the lemons. What's up with that, man? Just every single one of them are just cars that were, in fact, manufactured. Explicitly stated, they said, they stopped manufacturing us. And stopped making replacement parts for these people. They're second-class citizens who are being thrown away by society. I'm not going to be one of those guys who is like, their actions were completely justified based on the world they live in. But if someone were to be that guy, I get it. I mean, this may be taking a bit of a leap, but if they've stopped manufacturing them... They're just fighting to live at that point. Yeah, that, that's kind of eugenics at that point. Yep, and think about it this way. They're, they don't want to actually kill the race cars. You, you think they do, and they want you to think that they do, but how many race cars did they kill? Zero. There was only going to be one race car that they were going to kill, and that's because Lightning McQueen, trying to be a good guy, was actually foiling their plans. He was going to make it much harder for them to live. And I think they even explicitly say, like, uh, well, we don't want to kill Lightning, but we've got to. And the people that do end up getting killed were both spies trying to stop them from doing the plan that was designed to save their lives. And, of course, John and I are in no way endorsing them murdering them, but, like, they're not out there just killing random people. They're... They have a plan to save their race, to save their people. And even worse, like, one reason that I'm not going to defend their actions in regards to saving their life is because they're not actually saving their own lives. That's true, yeah. They know they're going to die because they're dying throughout the entire movie. The first lemon you're introduced to in this movie can't make it out of Radiator Springs. He can't walk he's got a debilitating illness and he's falling to pieces and it's incredibly sad it's played as a funny joke but yeah it's very sad they don't they're not even fighting to live they're just fighting to have their final years be somewhat more pleasant and i guess a little bit longer they can afford with their money to buy replacement parts that are specifically made for them because they don't actually manufacture those parts anymore. They're just trying to have a comfortable last few years. And it's so sad, but it's it's just fighting for money at that point. Oh man, this movie is... It's played for gags, but the actual storyline is very messed up. Yeah. It's people just dying and fighting to have a comfortable end. They could have made, like, a really complex story around the lemons, which they very much did not. But they, they, at least John and I, are making them very complex characters. Because they they just want to live. They just want to live. It's, uh, again, we, we didn't root for them, but gosh. I wish the movie included some material that would allow you to. Yeah, but... The characters are very explicitly 
just bad. Yeah, they're all the very stereotypical, like, eh, we're going to blow up random race cars until I'm they gonna, have to use gasoline again. I'm gonna kill you, and I'm gonna make it hurt. Yeah. <laughs> also, every fight was an unfair fight, because Finn McMissile is, because of money, I can only assume, extremely modified for every style of combat. It's true. Any victory that these cars had, these lemons, any victory they had was through sheer will and effort and hard grit because they weren't they weren't shooting. They didn't have guns. They had torches. No, they had guns. Only like a few of them. Yeah, not all of them, but most of them guns. didn't. And so many of them died because of it. But the times they were fighting people, they were fighting people with guns by ramming into them because they didn't care anymore. Yeah. They, they're they dying. What do they have to lose? Let's lighten this up a little bit. This is our weird, fun Cars podcast. I'm, I'm getting sad. Yeah, I got sad a while ago. So pigeons are tiny planes. Yeah, they sure are. It's weird. They're, Why are pigeons planes? Uh, everything has to be a car. <laughs> there are beetle bugs that are actual bugs and beetles. Uh, they're... Does that not imply that they're extremely closely related? I have to assume, yeah. Do you think planes evolved from bird pigeon planes? Gosh, I just don't know anymore, man. Because we gotta go back to that manufactured comment. I know! it Slugs. They're slugs? Do you think the... Who makes the birds, then? Who manufactures birds? And why? And Who manufactures bugs? I'm not talking about bees. I'm talking about just, like, little, little beetles. Like literal VW beetles. Yep. But that are the size of, you know, beetles. beetles. But but <sighs> even if they're manufactured, there's also familial ties, because the queen is in this movie. And, and her grandson is right beside her. Yeah, he, she sa- he says, Grandmother, we should leave. Very rightfully, because one of... Mater's cultural misunderstandings is that he thinks he can approach the queen with a bomb attached to his face and just have a conversation. And then when the bodyguards are like, no, back away from the queen, his response is, this isn't Radiator Springs. No, Mater, it's not. And yes, that is the queen. My favorite Uh. part of that whole exchange was the queen was like, no, this is cool. No, let him come over here. And then the queen requests him as a secret agent at the end. It's, mm, no. A little wonky. wonky. Yeah. All right. Glasses and monocles. That's one of our various notes. Yeah, there there is a character with a monocle, and there is a different character with giant glasses over his weird car windshield eyes. So they can replace their headlights. Yeah. And one character had headlights that were eyes. Sure. Can they replace their eyes? Because if they can replace their eyes, this man does not need glasses. Maybe they can't replace their their windshield eyes. Like, those can deteriorate. And the other car, uh, the, the one with the weird headlight eyes, she went completely blind. So she replaced her headlights with eyes and that's why she sells headlights because she doesn't have any and she's sad about it 
She's got robot headlight eyes, is what I'm saying. Oh, that's... They're inorganic. Oh no, she's a cyborg. Oh, so many cyborgs in these movies. It makes sense. They're cars. Yeah. But... <laughs> it makes a lot more sense. Alright, I think it's roundabout time for what what is... Oh, a question from Liz. Oh, uh, yes. Today's question from Liz is from Liz. The question from Liz is, is that Alfred's voice? Yes. Yes, it is. That is Michael Caine. Good old Michael Caine. Otherwise known as Alfred Pennyworth. Played it in the Dark Knight trilogy. Good set of movies. Good movies right there. And that was Questions from Liz. Uh, Satellites. Satellites. Yes, satellites are a thing. Are they people? Are they just space people? Because that just... Are they, are they just people who all their existence is, is spinning around the Earth? And also, even if they're not people, rockets, they're almost definitely people. They, they, they gotta be, right? Rockets are oftentimes single use. I know, right now, they're almost always single use. Yeah. Or at Meaning, least parts of them are. In order to get these possibly satellite people out into space, a person has to die. A person has to die every time you want a better signal. Also, what of their hands? They use their tires so much in this film, and they have so many functions, and Holly Shiftwell just randomly has these weird, like, mouse devices under her tires that come and go, and I don't know how or why, and they're basically just, like, computer mice that does whatever she wants them to at any given time i don't understand what of their hands they just don't got them man i i I just don't know what to tell you at this point they don't have them but their tires which are extremely removable sure are hands yeah they use them as hands and also let's talk about the fact that everything in this movie was extremely sturdy and extremely not sturdy. Mr. Batman Finn McMissile shot through steel many times when he was just Batmaning around on his cables, but it was like going through butter. It didn't make much sound at all, if any. He just shot through like butter. But every time a car lands on anything, it doesn't even shake. Yeah, I, th- I think there was a wooden bridge in it at some it point. Three cars on it. A tiny. Like, one to two person bridge, human person, had three cars on it. No. Mater attached rockets to himself. Yeah. Landed wherever he wanted to. It was just fine. He didn't get hurt. The things he landed on didn't get hurt. Come on. I'm surprised Mater didn't fall apart going that fast. Tow trucks aren't made to go, I don't know. Very, very fast. Cars aren't made to fly, which in this universe, at least two of them do. Yeah. One of them's a submarine. Yeah. A different one. All right. What was the number I had you write down? Uh, 35,000 of a specific uh, brand of car. Yep, there were 35,000 of a specific kind of car. It wasn't exactly a specific kind of car. There was a... There were 35,000 cars... I think living at that moment, that had an extremely faulty engine that was installed inside of them. They had an engine that was built terribly, and it is inside of them, and they 
for some reason can't replace them. Yeah, that's what I don't get. I mean, I guess maybe it's like a, a wage inequality, like they, they can't afford to the do it. The wealthiest lemon in this world did not replace his engine, but the race cars did. The wealthiest, he was far wealthier than any of the race cars, as he summoned all of them and had them race. He's the wealthiest person I think we've met in the series. Yeah? And he could not have it replaced. So what's that say about replaceable parts? I don't know. <laughs> I think lemons are far cap far less capable of being fixed, just by design. I I mean I guess it's like cars in re the real world. You can't just take any engine and put it in any car, but you can have a better engine that's modeled to be similar. Yeah, similar I, enough at least. Especially when there are people who need it to not you know sputter out halfway out of radiator springs and if there's anything that would make it happen it's money and that guy has all the money in the world which let's get on to the plan that plan did not make any sense to me you were talking about it halfway through the movie when they were like revealing the plan and you're like that makes sense and i wanted to say something but i couldn't because it would ruin the twist which isn't much of a twist but his plan was to have a company based on a biofuel. He had the biofuel company. Yes. And he is the one trying to get rid of the biofuel. He wins either way. Yeah, I think that's the plan, because he owns all the oil in the world. So they... Why would he start this race, spend all that money on advertising, getting the race organized, all of that, to advertise for a company he owns... That he's just going to destroy so that his other company makes money. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but there's some logic behind it. I don't know. All he had to do was invest more in biofuel. He's the face of biofuel. Yeah, but he, he doesn't believe in it. He's like morally against it because it's against lemons somehow. I don't know. I, they never connected that dot. They never stated that biofuel was bad for lemons i mean but they implied it they're like they'll go back to gasoline which is good for lemons for some reason no it was good for lemons because the lemons were the ones who somehow owned the gas companies i don't which, know man. let's talk about that they're second class citizens who are all crime lords and own all of the food in the world I think they did say it was an undiscovered, like, well of oil, so they probably weren't selling it yet. But... They said we own all of the wells. No, they owned all of those in the ocean. They found, like, a huge reserve of it that they were doing in the ocean. Okay, but I really think this movie just wanted to attach criminal nature and negative feelings and fossil fuels. I think that's what this movie was doing, and as a result the plot suffers because it doesn't make sense that these wealthiest men in the world are all second-class citizens trying no, to get more money. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They, they they were going for a very environmentalist message, which, good form for that, but it, it didn't exactly stick the landing. Yeah, it was, it was real weird. One thing I want to get into is uh, I've seen Cars 3, and... Cars 2, without spoiling it too much for John, has literally no impact on Cars 3. 
the only thing I can think of is the, like, ten-second mention that, like, oh yeah, Doc Hudson died. Yeah, but that wasn't even in this movie, so technically it's not having an impact on the third movie because of the second movie. It's just an event that happened in canon before this movie. Yeah, like, th- I'm just gonna say, Finn McMissile and, and whatever Shiftwell, um, Holly. Holly Shiftwell, do not show up in Cars 3. Does They're... Mater still have his Gatlin gun? No, Mater doesn't have his fun weapons or anything. It, it... No jetpack? No jetpacks. They don't mention, hey, you remember the time we saved the world? Or, like, hey, you remember our friends we made in Italy? It doesn't impact Cars 3 at all. You know how I also am good friends with the queen and also a knight now? Nothing about that. <laughs> Nothing? That's a little sad. Yeah, it's... And I mean, I guess it's because Cars 2 did so bad. I mean, I don't know how bad it did in the box office, but it was critically not uh, received very well. That they were just like, okay, let's just disregard it and get back to our basics. But like, it was an okay movie. I understand you can't throw the super spy in it, but like, I don't know, reference it. Because there was no point in Cars 3 that I was like, oh, I guess that's something I had to have watched Cars 2 to have understood. And there was nothing during Cars 2 that made me go, oh, that's what they meant in Cars 3. I, that went right over my head. It is inconsequential in the Cars universe, which is crazy to me. It's it's like all of Mater's Tall Tales. Which, also, guess who's the main character of those? Oh, poor Mater. <laughs> Mater has done so much, and no one's ever gonna care. And we're going to get to that more later, but all of Mater's Tall Tales happened. Like, if you've seen any of those little shorts where he's like, oh, I was a trapeze artist, or I saved the world a different time, uh, there's always something at the end that proves it actually happened. If not prove, there's at least evidence, and the best case scenario is that it's evidence, and people just happen to know about Mater because he's an extremely famous super spy which is the worst combination of things to be. Yeah. He's got his face on a billboard. That's not something the Super Spy wants. I mean, again, I get it. You, you People didn't like Cars 2, so you think, let's just not include it really much in the canon. Which, sure, probably a solid decision, but it makes our jobs a lot weirder, because it all happened in canon, but it also, none of it matters. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, nothing on my mind exactly right now. I yeah. think it's a good time to mention that uh, should like, comment, rate, subscribe, email us, email us your questions if your name is specifically Elizabeth. Only people named Elizabeth or anyone else. Yeah, but if you want to email us, email us. All right, and our email is... Thekachat at gmail.com. Thekachat is all one word. There's no dash in there. All right, we have a Twitter. Again, our Twitter is at thekachat. Uh, and make sure to give us those those very good, very good ratings on uh, iTunes, because if you don't, we're not going to become popular, and we won't ever make money, which is fine. We're doing it for the love of the game. But also, we like money. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? And if you have something negative to say about our podcast, say it to someone in person 
being yourself. Don't tell anyone. Look in the please. mirror yeah. and say all the negative things about us you want. You can email us about it. Yeah. Yeah. Email us, email us whatever about you it. want to say. Don't post it in a public forum. Uh, just at, at the title or the header of the email, just say, hey, I hate you and everything you stand for. And we'll know. Throw that right in the trash. <laughs> oh, I, I'm probably still going to read it. Yeah, probably. It'll make me really sad, but I'll probably read it. <laughs> do it. Make us. Oh, don't. It's very easy to do. Well, I think that's all we got. All right. Well, Tune in next time. And until then, don't forget to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer. We out! <laughs>